Ho, 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 and jingle bells, everybody. Welcome to our first holiday special. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. This is an episode from our first run of the Story Song podcast back in 2011-2012. We're going to run these classic episodes for you from time to time, just to give you a little taste of what we were like back then. So this episode is for December 24th, Christmas Eve. We're going to release another classic episode next week for New Year's Eve, but this week we're doing Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. Yeah, and uh, this is one of our quote-unquote classic episodes. We just want to apologize right up top for the sound quality. Uh, We weren't quite as on top of those kind of things as we are now. Also, there are parts where for some reason it sounds like I just ran a marathon and uh, I'm super breathy. Uh, Hadn't quite figured out how to uh, get rid of some of that stuff to make it a little better in your in your ear holes. Hopefully you can look past that and, and enjoy the episode. So enjoy Christmas wrapping by The Waitresses and we will be back at the end to recap with you. Looks like somebody's getting their stocking stuffed this week on the Story Song Podcast. Greetings, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. And I'm Rachel Oaks. With this episode, we kick off a month long of holiday themed episodes. Ho, ho, ho. It is the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> it really is. And uh, we're going to be starting <laughs> off with Christmas Wrapping by The Waitresses. You probably know this song. Uh, you've probably heard it in the background at a mall. Um, <laughs> yeah, yep. But you've probably never... I maybe have. But uh, this is a pretty popular one. But you, but you might not have ever actually stopped and listened to what the story of the song is. Yeah, it's one of those yeah. those like, oh, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, and it's a catchy tune. Yeah. 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 doop 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 Yep. Thank you for. Uh, All right. Now we don't have to talk about it. Thanks, Rachel. <laughs> Thanks for firing up the MIDI machine. So no hear, My we pleasure. Hear, we can hear the eight-bit version of it. Uh, <laughs> but there is actually a story involved. There in is this. a story, uh, and I'll tell you what it is right now. So our narrator is hanging out uh, in her apartment, presumably in New York City. Uh, it's never clearly stated, but you know. She's awesome, so she's probably in the most awesome <laughs> yeah. city she's in the world. She's a single lady in yeah. an apartment. It's right. New York or it's London. Yeah. yeah. Like, that never happens in Philly. So like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never. Unless it's, like, streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> right. Which isn't a Christmas song at all. No. No. Not even a little bit. No. no. I would say it's possibly an anti-Christmas song if that's even <laughs> such a thing. I don't think that... <laughs> to go ahead and say it's not an anti-Christmas song. <laughs> really? It's not like the streets of Philadelphia down with Christmas. I don't know. I've listened to it in a long time. I definitely <laughs> I'm gonna t- I'll take your word for it for now. Okay. We'll table this discussion <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until later when I listen to it. You got it. Anyway, so our narrator is hanging out in her apartment and she's had a really busy year. And Chris has kind of snuck up on her, which happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she's not sure. quite, she's not ready for it. So she's she's she, she fell asleep on New Year's Day, <laughs> right? Woke so. up. She's got a very long beard. It's the twenty third. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so she's basically dropping out at Christmas this year. She's got all these invites to parties. She's telling everybody, "No, I'm just chilling out at my apartment." And while she's doing that, she's thinking about this guy that she's been chasing all year. That she met at the very end of the year before, and they tried all these times to get together uh, in the summer. They were going to hang out at the beach, and it didn't work. And they were going to go a Halloween party together, and it, they couldn't get together. And uh, so she's just sort of wistfully thinking about this guy. And uh, she's cooking dinner in her apartment, and she decides, "Oh, I forgot cranberry sauce." So she runs out to the store, and wouldn't you know it, she runs into the guy, 
that uh, she's been thinking about. Aww. And she says a little Christmas <laughs> magic is happening. Uh, and this has brought this tale to a very happy ending. Um, <laughs> Good and for her. And it's sweet, you know? Yeah. And like all great uh, Christmas songs. It ends with two people getting together for casual sex. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. In the A and P. Yeah, exactly. I assume um, <laughs> they don't make it out of the grocery store. At shop. the end of the song, you could actually hear the cans of cranberry yep. sauce being <laughs> knocked to the ground. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the end of Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, so let's start at the very top of the song. Mm-hmm. This song is surprisingly popular as a Christmas song because there's a number of things kind of going against it for that popularity. Mm-hmm. Number one being it's very long. It is. There are several edits of this song, but sort of the, the one you usually hear more often is the album version. That's the full story, and it's over five minutes long. It's when, it's when the DJ needs a pee break. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those songs that when it comes on the radio, when I do listen to it, it's like, I lo- this is a great song. And then I'm like, why don't I listen to this more often? It's such a good song. And it's because it's it's a, it's a real time commitment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to put in the to, effort. You have to schedule some time for this song. Which is ironic because the whole thing is about not being able to schedule time. Right. <laughs> I need... I need <laughs> Like the lady in the story, I need to take some time for me this Christmas and listen to this song. Yeah, and 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 like our narrator, you turned down several uh, invitations to Christmas parties uh, because you're like, guys, I gotta listen to Christmas party, (laughs) and I just don't have time. It's just too much. Yeah, I I turned down all those invitations (laughs) that I got. That's what happened, Michael. (laughs) Michael, do you want Michael? Do you want to come to my Christmas party this year? Sure. You're not invited. Anyway. Uh, um, look what you just did. <laughs> That's just mean. And the other thing is that Christmas songs, again, like I said at the top, are meant, for the most part, to, to be played in the background at a mall. Sure. So you, <laughs> you don't want too complicated an idea mm-hmm. behind the story. Yeah. You want something very simple. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas you don't really need the rest of that song. We, yeah. we know what you're saying. You want it to snow on Christmas. Yeah. You got it. Like that's we basically the all there is to it. But yeah, I mean, this is this is uh, it has has a, a long story to it. Like we said, mm-hmm. uh, it starts off with her saying "Bah humbug." So right there, yeah, you know. And the, and the, the and thing the, is, yeah, right afterwards she says "Bah humbug." So no, nah, never mind. Yeah. So the beginning of the song, she totally negates it. Bah humbug. No, actually, I like this guy. And then she says it is her favorite time of year. Right, right. So she's she loves it. She's just not feeling it right now. She's not feeling it. She needs a little me time. Right. She's been too busy. Presumably waitressing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Possibly. They are the waitresses. She's waitressing. Yeah. She's, she waitresses at the, at the Howard Johnson's, which is no longer there. <laughs> um, but Like she, how in every Rolling Stones song, yeah. there are a bunch of stones rolling down a hill. Right, right, right. In every song, that's what's yeah. happening. Like in the doors, the tone there's of no your percussion, voice. just doors slamming. The tone of your voice yeah. makes it seem like you're joking. <laughs> But you're serious, right? But you yeah. don't have those social cues to right. go off Is of. Is that... Yeah. Are there not actual Rolling Stones in every Rolling yeah. Stones song? 
Okay. Mm. You have trouble with social cues. I'm starting to figure out why you don't get invited. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, it's, uh. but here's the thing. You, I feel like saying, because it's my favorite holiday, mm-hmm. is a little bit like being like, don't get me wrong. I love the guy. Love him. <laughs> but he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Like, you can't, it can't be your favorite holiday and then... You just aren't going to celebrate it this year. But no, she's celebrating it in her own way. She's saying, Cop like, out. no, she says, I'm doing it right this year. Cop I'm, out waitress. I'm spending it with myself. <laughs> and it's turkey from the a And it's killing your mother. <laughs> <laughs> what? She's like, um, we'll just leave that seat open, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> the waitress isn't coming home this year. She's too fancy schmancy on right. this city. So, like I said, it's a, it's a complicated story. And like I, I'm sure most people don't fully know what's going on in no, the song at all. <laughs> not at all. And in fairness, the the story actually is kind of simple to a degree. I think they just take a long time to get there. I've been busy. It's been hectic. <laughs> yes. And then a description of everything that she's not doing. You know what? You know what she is? She's she's the mother who when the when the kids ask what she wants for Christmas. She just looks up and goes, some peace and quiet. <laughs> She's one of those. About a few minutes to myself. Yeah. I want y'all to leave. Ask, ask Santa for that. Five minutes without somebody up my ass. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want for Christmas. Uh, why, is, why is that character always from Yonkers? Because <laughs> that is Yonkers. That is Yonkers. Uh, after saying that she's not doing Christmas this year, she starts talking about this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ran into in a ski shop. She said, had his number, but never the time. Most of 81 passed along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Don't date your Christmas off. Absolutely. I hate that. It's crazy. Because <laughs> they're going to play it every single yeah. year. Yeah. And you, there's always like a 12-month span between right. times that you hear it. <laughs> you know what that says to me as a listener? Mm-hmm. I don't think this song is very good. <laughs> and it's not going to have the longevity that other Christmas songs do. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, or what is it called? White Christmas. It, imagine if it was <laughs> the biggest selling single ever. <laughs> Maybe or what if it was called song. "I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas '41" or whatever year it was? <laughs> I don't think it would sell as well. Oh, but what, what if? But what if it was that, and then every year they changed the 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 title of it, like Match Game. Ooh. Yes. Like so, then it was like White Christmas '78, and it will, and, and they were like all sung by Gene Rayburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great! I would buy every single <laughs> album, every single year. My 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 favorite Christmas song is uh, Elvis's "I'll Have a Blue Christmas" in 1956. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and she goes in this in this song. She goes back and forth between the past and the present. Because then the next lines are like, deck those halls, trim the trees. I just need to catch up with myself. Right. Right? So she, now she's back and she's like, somebody called and is like, come on, we're going to do some stuff. And she's like, oh, I'm not going to. Ugh, I'm just going to have some time for myself. And then Doris hangs up and says, I think something's <laughs> wrong with the waitress. <laughs> You know what? Maybe Doris isn't that good of a friend because she refers to her as the waitress. Yeah. No, that's how she likes to be referred to. <laughs> yeah. she, has, she has commitment issues, <laughs> as you will see from the rest of the story. Right. Because know me want, as my profession. Yeah, because if you wanted to make this work, you would make it work. You would see this person in a year. Don't the ski shop know. guy? The ski shop. No, I think they did see each other. No, they, they, they no, never saw they each never other. Saw they each never other. caught up. That's the whole idea. No, but they, they connect. They didn't like 
connect, connect. They, they, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't doing yeah, that. connected. They, they did. They, they might have talked on the phone. They yeah. talked on the phone. They talked yeah. on the phone. That is, as but they far never as saw it face. Went. They never saw each other face to face. They didn't like Skype the whole year long. No, they didn't. You know what, Michael? Because the song takes place in, in 1981. 1981. Did they not have Skype? They did not have Skype. Back they then. did not. They had. Uh, what was that? It was like the iPad you, One. You know what? No, you know what? You know what Skype was back then? What? A ski guy who's just your type. He's your Skype. Hiya! <laughs> <laughs> Did it? It happened. Wow! It rhymed, but it made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> like a regular Nipsey Russell over there. <laughs> One thing I like about this song, uh, I like many things about this song, but one thing I like about it is that it 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 gives you the whole year. Because that's the other thing, too. Like, Christmas songs, obviously, are nine times out of ten about Christmas specifically. Yeah. It sort of puts a good exclamation point on a year. So she goes through the whole thing. She talks about springtime. They couldn't get together. You know, I, we're going to go to the beach, but I had sunburn. I couldn't go. terrible. Yeah. Ugh. Third degree sunburn. That's that bad. That is difficult. She was in the hospital. <laughs> like she, kind of, I mean, she plays it off as, oh, right. I had a sunburn, but she was in the hospital. Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a whole another series of verses about all the skin grafts she had to get. Yeah. Um, that's the extended dance rhyme. mix. Yeah. Sunstroke didn't rhyme as well. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, she you know she nearly died. Uh, they 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 thankfully cut all that out. Yeah. In, Thank uh, goodness, because it would have been. Seven minutes long. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I like that. I like that it's, you know, all about yeah. the whole year leading up to Christmas. Yeah, I like it because it's it it also shows us that, man, time flies. Yeah. You think you're mm-hmm. going to have sex during a ski trip <laughs> and it just does not happen. Yeah. Ah. It just, and you try in the summer, does not happen again. Right. Try even Halloween. And everybody gets laid on Halloween. <laughs> I mean, is that, nope. the, is that maybe her problem, why she sang about Humbug? Because she's got a year-long case of Lady Blue Balls. Is that <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of it. I, yeah. think that's, I think that's definitely part of it. I, I don't think it's just, oh, I need some time for myself. I think she's clinically depressed that she has not <laughs> been able to meet up with this guy. Yeah. I also think she's a little bit upset about the third-degree sunburn that yeah. she sort of glosses over. Well, she's, she's in, still in rehab. Still dealing with that, <laughs> yeah. This whole song is sung from a hospital bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's RSVP, no thanks, no party lights. It's Christmas Eve, gonna relax, turn down all of my advice. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, 
that you're so freaking popular, waitress. Yeah. <laughs> you have all these people who are desperately begging you to come to their party. I know. I know. I understand what a burden it must be. It is so hard to have something to do <laughs> every night. You don't even know. Like, I had to tell three people I wasn't going to their Christmas party. And that was in one phone call. Right. Like, they were all together, like, fighting over me. Yeah. And that's really hard to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to answer the phone anymore. I got, like, 50 messages for 50 right. other parties to go to. And I was like, no. I'm just going to make a tiny little turkey for myself. I feel like she decided to spend Christmas Christmas alone because she wanted to spend Christmas with the most popular girl <laughs> in the world. And, yeah, and she, that's her. She just put a mirror up on the other side of the table and just said... <laughs> You are great company, waitress. <laughs> you are great company. Waitress. Uh, Did well, she serve herself the turkey? Oh, no. oh. Did she have to, like, get up and be like, oh, more Diet Coke? Yeah. <laughs> what well, was super awkward is when she sent some of the turkey back <laughs> on herself. Uh, and then she was like, I am not getting a tip <laughs> for me for service. Uh, and she was such a terrible customer that she spit in her own food. <laughs> it's funny, like, uh, also I was thinking, like, because I'm now at the age where if I go to a Christmas party, mm-hmm. it's because it's a Christmas party. And let me explain what I mean by that. Is when you're when you're a younger person, you go to a party that would have been any old party any other time of the year. But now it's a Christmas party because it's December. You know what I'm trying to say? Like you're just going to a party to get wrecked and hopefully hook up with someone. And that could have happened like in July. It would have been the same party. But Oh, when you but, say younger, you mean like... Like in your 20s. Oh, thank you. I yeah. thought you were saying like as an eight-year-old. I'm no, like, no. Hold on. <laughs> no, sorry. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So your friend hangs up some Christmas lights in his apartment and now suddenly it's a Christmas party. Yeah, yeah. Every part, every Christmas party I've ever been to was always like just people sitting around a piano singing Christmas carols. Right. I also live in the 1830s. Yeah. yeah you really do. I have to get a new top hat. I've got a Christmas party to go to. And they've already seen me in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I get so many invites oh. on the telegraph. <laughs> <laughs> these sleigh bells are totally out of date. Oh, man. By the way, I use these for legitimate reasons. I actually need these sleigh bells. <laughs> they, riding... I don't just hang them on my front door so that it's annoying for a month and a half. <laughs> Every time something comes to the door. So I just, I love the line, A&P has provided me with the world's smallest turkey. That's just, the A&P has provided me is a great, 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 great line, intro rhyme. rhyme. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a great, that's a, uh, a great line. And I think another thing she's glossing over here, mm-hmm. along with the skin grafts she's had, yeah. is uh, that she literally has the world's smallest turkey. I mean, that's quite, <laughs> you're kind of burying the lead on it. Yeah. You literally have... And not only is the world's smallest turkey, but someone's killed it and you're yes. going to eat it. Yeah, they should have had that at some sort of county fair. Yeah, like that should be in the Guinness, you know, museum or something. Right? She says, oh, damn, guess what I forgot. And, and then, I am sitting there on the edge of my seat. Yeah, and let me tell you what. What she has forgotten 
is the last thing I would have thought. <laughs> but she also doesn't tell you for like another six or seven lines. She does not. Guess what I forgot? What did you forget, waitress? What? What? What could you have possibly forgotten? Maybe she ran somewhere and, oh, yeah, like maybe she forgot that she was supposed to meet the guy at the top of the Empire State Building. Right. But no, she just runs out to the grocery store. To yeah. the A&P. To the A&P. Or, oh. or the other... Uh, it was all the, night grocery store. Yeah, what the hell time is she eating dinner? That she has to go to no, a, but it's the Christmas. one all but night. It's, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. So places are closed. Places closed, Michael. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> um, so she, and then she meets the guy. Right. There he is. She runs into him. Stalker? No. Just happened to be. Here's the Do thing. Do they live that close that's, together? That's the question. Okay, thank you. <laughs> are they next they door neighbors? Yeah. Together. So it, it says they're going to go to a Halloween party. Oh, his car wouldn't start, so he couldn't get there. They obviously live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. They go to the same supermarket. That doesn't make any sense. This guy is definitely avoiding her. Yeah. This quote-unquote <laughs> happy ending for her yeah. is not at all for him. He just turns He's around just like, and is oh. like, hey, you. Yeah. There definitely was a lot of, oh, hey. Oh, you forgot cranberries, <laughs> too. Oh, that's so oh my God. funny. Oh, boy. But I'm really she, glad I saw you here. <laughs> she says that suddenly they laughed and laughed. Yeah. Do you think he was just like, oh, oh, there you are. Hi. I was not expecting to see you. I have to go. I have to go. Why do you keep following me everywhere? But let me tell you, two people have never connected um, over cranberries. Yeah. Unless it was the song Linger by the Cranberries. Okay? Because there's no way that two people... Because they don't even say Cranberries. No, I I think it's just Cranberries. I think the two guys in the uh, Ocean Spray commercial... (laughs) That connect all the time. ...seem to have a very nice relationship (laughs) going on. I stand corrected. Thank you. I stand corrected. I'm glad that at least one other person... Along with me, realizes that those guys are totally doing it. <laughs> and the cameras are not on. You do not want to eat those cranberries. There's a lot of stuff in that water. The younger guy is a crept man. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely, the young guy's definitely the bottom. There's no question about it. Yeah. He's, uh, I'm going to come up with a term for it. <laughs> the cram bottom? <laughs> I was going to call him a bog hog. <laughs> but I like cram bottom. <laughs> But he's a power cran bottom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, oh, man. Cran apple, cran bottom. You can mix everything. <laughs> you really can. Maybe these two people deserve each other because both of them are alone. And yes. both the excuse for both of them is that I've just been too crazy this whole year. Yeah. No. No, you never hear it from his perspective. No, he says, need a break. This year's been crazy. Spending yeah. it alone this year. That's what he said. That's what she says he said. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what I'm thinking, oh, I, I, no, I have to, I have to go because my wife is at home. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think she's just a crazy stalker waitress. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, so, she sees her in his. She sees him in her diner. Always all the a time. romantic, <laughs> Michael. Always a romantic. Yeah, but I mean, if they are, let's say that they are both alone. Okay. They deserve each other. Right. Because they both forgot the cranberries. Because they both forgot the cranberries. So guess what? You're not so damn perfect <laughs> that everybody should invite you to their. What you can show up to a, bir- a Christmas a birthday party, <laughs> a Christmas party without cranberries. Yeah. Egg on your face. Egg on your face. Eggnog on your face. I'm just going to throw eggnog in your face. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Now let me do a quick little reenactment of Christmas 45 years from now. Okay. After this story. 
What are you doing out here? Oh, Jesus. Grandma and Grandpa telling the cranberry story again. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I can't, I can't hear it again. Yeah. You guys met in a supermarket. Hilarious. That's an amazing story. No, it was a ski shop. Do I need to hear it again? Fine. You both forgot cranberries. All right. You were lonely, <laughs> pathetic people. But all do you understand? Christmas. We've both forgot the cranberries. Oh, it was Christmas magic. And we tried to get together the entire yeah, year. We... I tried to have sex with your grandfather on <laughs> Halloween. On the AM, on the AMP. Start. It I wonder. 1981. <laughs> Reagan had just taken office, and I forgot cranberries. <laughs> there was a cranberry shortage that year. You know that, like, whenever like they're preparing Christmas dinner, they both like take out a can of cranberries, <laughs> and then they just laugh. and they laugh, yeah. and like everybody's at the table just like rolling their eyes. Or there's always two things of cranberries. And every, <laughs> they each time, get one. every time somebody new comes, they go, so why do you guys have two things cranberries? They look at each other, and everybody else rolls their eyes. And, goes, and they tell the Jesus, story. here it comes. They tell the story while they're holding hands. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. They just pat each other's hands. <laughs> and it'll be 45 years <laughs> in three weeks. Yeah. Because we got married too soon. <laughs> we regret everything that happened. <laughs> After that night. But, but they had to get married because she was pregnant. <laughs> yes. Because of what they did in the cranberry aisle of the AMP. And I'll tell you what, we are not invited back to that AMP anymore. <laughs> but you know what? It's now a fly it's it's now a flying car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> this waitress is Jane Jetson. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, we're gonna talk about the history of this song. With story behind the story. Hey, we're friends, right? Well, friend, maybe you can do us a favor. Go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you do, we'll read it on the show. It's just our way of saying thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Biggest gift, card attached, St. Olaf cheesecake, you know the rest. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's time for a holiday edition of Story Behind the Story. It's not any different than the normal story. <laughs> <Not really. laughs> Just but it's about a holiday but, yeah, yeah, the song. song is a holiday. Absolutely. And you're listening to it during the holiday uh, season. So the song this week is Christmas Wrapping uh, by The Waitresses. And by the way, it's not Blondie. You probably thought it was Blondie, <laughs> yeah. but it's not. It, yeah, uh, uh, it's by The Waitresses. Uh, it was released in November 1981. And uh, it didn't chart in the U.S., uh, but it did get to number 45 on the U.K. singles chart. Which is crazy, because mm-hmm. it's on the radio all the time. I know, but, is, that doesn't, but so that doesn't mean anything. That has nothing anything. to do with it. Because that's one of the things I want to talk about. That Christmas music just exists in its own <laughs> separate yeah. universe. Yeah. That has no correlation to the real that's world. That's true. Um, and and the, the popularity of a Christmas song over time doesn't necessarily reflect into album or single sales right at the time it's released right yeah well because a lot of hit songs and not all of them obviously but many hit songs are sort of popular for their time and then cool off very quickly whereas a christmas song has to do the exact opposite thing you have to be right. willing to hear that song every year yeah so the first point i want to make is and this is uh it's not a history thing but just a, a little advice for me to you. Mm-hmm. If you are in a band, for the love of God, write a Christmas song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because it is going to come back, like we, <laughs> like we just said, every year. Yeah. And they play. Now they have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, these freaking Christmas stations. That they started this 
year, they started on Monday before Thanksgiving. They started playing Christmas songs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So they I think have, some stations were even earlier. I know. they got to fill up time. So what I'm saying Crazy. is, even if nothing ever comes, sooner or later, they're going to get around to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to play you every year. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll say another thing, and this is going to sound completely out of left field, but stick with me here. Adam Sandler is a genius. Because there are no Thanksgiving songs except for one. That's true. And they play it every year. And there That's are true. not a ton of good Hanukkah songs except for one. Well, there's three of them now because he can be three of them. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and they play it every freaking year. It's and even true. if he, he can make a dozen That's My Boys. And it doesn't matter because people are constantly be like, on Thanksgiving, oh, Adam Sandler. I yeah. This song. Can I say yeah. one thing? Yes. The heck is That's My Boys? Oh, he made a movie called That's My Boy? That completely bombed with uh, Andy Samberg. Oh, yeah. So that, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so stick with the Thanksgiving song. Exactly. Stick with the Thanksgiving song. So uh, the Waitresses, uh, they were a new wave band in the late 70s, early 80s. And they had a minor hit with I Know What Boys Like. Rachel? That was just a minor hit? Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think it was. Uh, Are you going to do the MIDI version? I was going to sing it. No. Sing, yeah, do it. I know what boys like. I know what guys want. I know what boys like. Boys like. Boys like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that song. I can't That's believe it was just a minor hit. It's, it's like mean, they were right here. Thank you. I mean, I mean, all it, the waitresses. <laughs> it, it, it was, it was a hit, but it was, you know, it wasn't like it didn't blow up all over the place. Yeah, it wasn't thriller. It was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> To me, it was. Yeah. Um, of course, I was a three. On a, on a scale of one to thriller, where does, <laughs> where does this fall? It scores a man in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it seven Captain EOs. <laughs> they also um, sang the theme song to Square Pegs, which was the sitcom that introduced us to Sarah Jessica Parker. Well, less JP. As a, as a teenager. This is a show that I've seen. This show is the 80s, uh, wrapped up in itself <laughs> yeah. and then put on to television. One episode deals with the very dangerous addiction of, uh, or the very uh, dangerous problem of Pac-Man addiction. Uh, <laughs> one of the characters can't stop playing. Pac-Man addiction or Pac-Man fever? No, I mean addiction. Addicted to Pac-Man? But, but uh. pa- Pac-Man addiction leads to Pac-Man fever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's, those, that's like late stages. Is Pac-Man fever like a Pac-Man, Pac-Man fever? Pac-Man fever is, is like the third stage of sickness <laughs> <laughs> in the Pac-Man disease world. Like you're, you're, yeah. you don't, at this point, if you have Pac-Man fever, you're, you're done. There's yeah. nothing they can do for you. Can't save you. Yeah. They can't save you. You're going to turn into a ghost, get locked up into a <laughs> tiny little box <laughs> yeah. for a little while. And yeah. then be chased around. No matter how many cherries you eat, you're, you're <laughs> not going to get over your Pac-Man food. I'm, a, I'm the kind of guy who reads everything on an album. Mm-hmm. And as, as per that, I've discovered one thing which is kind of funny, which makes sense when you think about it. But it's a little funny when you, you know, in, you know, until you actually think about it, which is that most Christmas albums are recorded in either July or August. Yeah. yeah. Because they have to <laughs> be ready in time for Christmas. So it's just funny to think, like, it's boiling hot outside. Yeah. And you're inside, like, shaking jingle bells <laughs> or whatever. I've always um, wondered, like, what it's like inside the studio. Like, do they do they have Christmas lights hanging up? Do they Are they yeah, actually, like, the sipping cocoa? Yeah. Well, they, they spray crank up the air conditioner and wear a sweater. frost stuff. Yeah. Well, we the, are right now. On the window. Yeah. We do yeah. right now. It's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's July. Yeah, <laughs> but but this song was uh, it was written in the summer of 1981, and uh, the out al- the um, label that the witches are on 
uh, the head of label decided he wanted to have all of the bands uh, on the label write an original Christmas song. They were going to put out uh, a compilation, um, you know, for for Christmas. Again, genius marketing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so basically the the band was like, ugh, okay, fine. Like they were on the road touring trying to make I Know What Boys Like from a minor hit into, you know, uh, a less minor hit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Into a beat it, you know, Uh, (laughs) and, uh, they, they flew into New York to record it. Chris Butler. Oh, I should also mention before we get much further. So the waitress is, they have a female singer and they were praised because most of their songs were from, or all of their songs are from a female perspective. Mm -hmm. Little Dirty Seeker is all their songs were written by a guy named Chris Butler, who's the guitarist and he was a guy. Uh, and so all their female centric songs were written by a man. That happens a lot. (laughs) Well, I mean, he does a, I'll say this though. He does a good job because I mean, I know what boys like is a, sounds like you would totally buy that it was written by a woman because he kind of gets into, The female header, am I right? Or you, yeah, you know. I mean it's it Rachel. Hold on, Rachel. Yeah, you're a girl, right? Um, what, <laughs> yes. is, what is your opinion on this? And here, I just wrote you something to say. <laughs> well, I think that it is pretty yeah. obvious. Uh, panty hose, lip instead. gloss, yeah. gossip girl. Right. Wait, right here's read here's a monologue from Sex in the City. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was written uh, in the uh, the summer of '81. Chris Butler said he was writing the lyrics in the cab on the way over to the studio to record it, and basically they kind of just crapped this out. Um, <laughs> I mean, not that they not that they thought it was bad or anything, but they were just sort of like. We just got to do this because the label wants us to. Right. They didn't. They recorded it in the summer and they just did it in two days and immediately went back on the road mm-hmm. touring and like kind of completely forgot about it until late November, um, when the story goes. Uh, Chris Butler got a call from his wife and she was like, "Hey, great news! I just heard you on the radio." And he's like, "Oh, finally, <laughs> we broke through our song." I know what boys like. It's, they're playing it on the radio. It's more than a minor hit. She's like, no, it's that Christmas song you did. And he's like, oh, great. Um, so I wonder if at that moment that's when you know, well, this is what I'm going to be rem- remembered yeah. for. Yeah, yeah, That's it. Yeah. He's like, no, pay no attention to that Christmas song. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I said, the band had, had pretty much just did it quickly to get it over with and then totally forgot about it. And this is the thing that they, they'll be remembered for. Uh, is, uh, is is this song. And again, because... I mean, it didn't chart in the U.S., but it yeah. just Keeps gets playing every year in Keeps that, you know... Yeah. They gotta fill up time. And, you know, Christmas is essentially like the blob. It just... It sucks in anything <laughs> it can get its hands on. Well, it's also so many Christmas songs were written as, like, jazz songs or standards or something mm-hmm. that they were written in the 30s, 40s, 50s, into the 60s, and... There are so many covers of them that every time there's a new Christmas song, right. people just, or radio stations at least, just sort of grab onto it. Yeah. yeah. And, but, that, but that shouldn't discount that this is a great song. Yeah, it the, is. The, the rhythm of this song is awesome. It's, it's, and it's, that saxophone. It's, yeah. It is catchy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's awesome. I, I actually really love this song. Yeah. The songwriter, um, Chris Butler, has said that uh, every year he gets a sizable amount of... Uh, basically a check shows up (laughs) Uh, Merry Christmas and he said in a good year it'll be about the the amount that like a public school teacher would make in a year Wow. We'll just we'll yeah. just show up uh, for the song. Can we just write a song? <laughs> I know. Christmas song? Well, have oh, you guys man. seen uh, the movie about a boy with Hugh Grant? Um, it's it yeah. it kind of like got like skipped over. It's actually great and that's 
uh, in the movie, his father wrote like a popular Christmas song, a like Christmas novelty song, mm-hmm. and. They make so much money every year that he doesn't have to work. He just lives <laughs> off the royalties of a, of the song uh-huh. that his dead father wrote. <laughs> so he literally just hangs out and plays video games all day long. That's awesome. Uh, it's it's actually hilarious. But that's kind of thing. You think like, oh yeah, like you know, if you were to write like a popular Christmas song, like every year they would play yeah. it. Every year you would get paid for it, and people would probably want to record it again. Oh know? yeah, man. I wonder. I wonder how much money those dogs who uh, bark jingle bells <laughs> get every year. Yep. They get paid in bones. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bones. I mean, they they must have gotten a lot of money if they have found a way to pay for science to keep them alive. We're <laughs> <laughs> going on 30 years at this point. Oh, my God. It's like 60 years. <laughs> Whatever. Well, at this point, it's, it's so uh, diffused through all of it. They're... Uh, <laughs> A descendants that everybody gets like a dollar fifty. Yeah, because there's like thirty thousand descendants. Can I, <laughs> can I say something? Yeah, this is how much like Christmas songs are valuable. They will play dogs barking. On the <laughs> yeah. It's just dogs barking. There's nothing else to it, and they will play that sh- on the radio. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, write a Christmas song. It doesn't even have to be good, you guys. Crap out any old thing, and they will play that crap It'll on the radio. It'll get played somehow. Um, that said, the the dogs barking jingle bells is is pretty awesome. <laughs> Let's on, be honest it's on my here. iPod. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> how are they barking? Um, how do they know how to how sing? How do they make them do that? <laughs> Chris Butler. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of a weirdo, if I'm going to be honest with you. And he holds uh, the Guinness World Record for the longest recorded and released pop song of all time at 69 minutes. <laughs> wow. So if you thought 520 Purpose. was long for a Christmas song, <laughs> yeah. try 69 minutes. Um, also, I bet it was at 1.70 minutes, and he's like... I'm cutting out a yeah. minute. <laughs> or, or the record company was just like, this is never going to get airplay unless you cut it down by at least a minute. And he, took down, he took one minute out. He's like, right. all right, that last time I repeat the chorus, yeah. we're just going to fade. <laughs> it's shorter and they're like, perfect, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, so that's this song. Jingle my bells. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the cran bottom said. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, we take a quick break. And when we come back, it's going to be time for Lessons Learned. For this song. Like us on Facebook. You'll get lots of great story song content and we'll break up those crazy political posts from your uncle. Liking the story song podcast on Facebook makes the world a better place for everyone. Except uncle. Hey, mistletoe, it's time for Lessons Learned. <laughs> what lessons did we learn from this Christmas song? Uh, Rachel, we'll start with you as always. What do you got? Well, if you are a single gal spending the holidays alone, always forget something <laughs> at the store. Because you just might wind up coming home with a side dish and a side dish. <laughs> right. <laughs> of beefcake. Uh-huh. Or cran bottom. Yeah. <laughs> that would change the entire evening. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't expecting that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, At least you have a friend to talk to. Yeah. Just crying his shoulder. All right. <laughs> Michael. Well, what I learned is, is very similar to what Rachel learned. Uh, but more specifically, if you're going to forget something 
uh, as part of your meal. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's the one part of your meal that really you could sort of take or leave. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't really need it, but then freak out and run out to the store in the middle of a blizzard to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the rest of your guests will really want it. Oh, wait, there are no other guests. Right. Yeah. The the uh, the pile of pillows I put in the chair <laughs> with little happy faces drawn yeah. on. Really them. wants that cranberry sauce. My childhood Barbie. <laughs> Teddy bear, more cranberry sauce. I've got. I forgot the cranberries. <laughs> Teddy bear's gonna kill me. <laughs> it was a tea party. <laughs> um, Daniel, what did I you learned, learn? Uh, if you're a young lady mm-hmm. and you want to go to a Halloween party, and the guy you want to go to the Halloween party with lives three buildings down from you. But he can't go because his car doesn't work. He's just not that into it. <laughs> <laughs> Words to live by. Except that. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, this has been the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. I'm Rachel Oaks. Tune in next week for another holiday-themed episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Michael, you want to go to my party? Yes. You're not invited. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> So mean. All right, and like a horrifying vision of the ghost of Christmas future, we are back here in the year 2018, and we hope you enjoyed that classic episode. Oh my gosh, you guys, we sounded so young and vibrant and full of life and hopes and dreams. It was depressing. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, I think it was what Dan was saying before about the audio quality. I think, I think it's an illusion. It's the Vaseline on the camera lens of our voices. So we will be back next week with another classic holiday episode of the Story Song Podcast. For New Year's Eve. Yes. Can you guess what it is? Well, ponder that while you're at your uh, Christmas dinner. We will talk to you then. Hope everyone has a great and safe holiday, and uh, we will see you on New Year's Eve. Happy holidays. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.